Alright. And I'm recording several different ones, so. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. Alright, so let's try the beginning. Alright. Welcome to the Nerd Mix, episode three, a brand new pod... Wait, it's not three, is it? <laughs> what episode are we on? Five? I don't even know how many we've done. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to say the episode. I like read... As soon as it came out, I was like, oh, you done messed up already. <laughs> you done messed up, A.A. Run. Lohaney? Lohaney, you done messed up. Right? Oh my god, that show was the best. I showed it to my dad because he's... He works in Compton, and um, <laughs> he just—he was—I've never seen him crack up so much. It's really funny. Um, let me try again. All right, all right. A three, two, one. Welcome to the Nerd Mix. Welcome to the Nerd Mix, a brand new podcast where two professional hobbyists chit more than chat about film, television, comics, and everything pop culture. I'm Lohani. And I'm Laura. And this episode we're going to be talking about things we're really excited for, for 2017. We're kind of a (laughs) month into it, but you know, the rest of 2017. We decided to skip the month of January and just start in February, you know, like with our, you know... January was just a tryout for 2017. Now we're going to do February. This oh, is the it, trial month? That's the trial going month around. is Yeah, the trial month Everyone's is January. Everyone's like, I'm, I tried 2017. I figured out it's not like, I don't like the upgrade. Let's go back to 2016. <laughs> Let's go back to like 2015. I feel like 2015, 2014, those were good years. We those totally were good just- years <laughs> because you didn't know what was going to happen soon. You were in like a bliss. <laughs> Um, so yeah, happy 2017, we skipped the month of January just because we were busy, we're adults, and we are busy adulting as best as we can. Um, No one's paying us to do this, we do this (laughs) for you guys, out of the kindness of our hearts, and maybe I like to listen to my own voice, it's fine. Yeah, and so, happy new year, late happy new year, from us at the Nerd Mix, um, but 2017 is is going in film and television and pop culture. It should be a pretty epic year. Um, I think so. I think it's going to be a great year in film. <laughs> television, right? Um, let's be specific. We think this way. Um, for, yeah, we have the Oscars coming up soon. Yes, this see, month. This month. We're going to see Viola t- finally take her Oscar. <clears throat> now, has she not won an Oscar before? No, this is her third nomination. Wow. I'm she kinda... will not become the Leo. She will not. <laughs> That's Let's Amy Adams up. right now. <laughs> Finger crossed for that. Yeah. Yeah, we have some pretty great movies nominated this year. I'm just going to go through the list. We have Arrival. Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Helen Highwater, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. And that's for best uh, best picture. So there's a pretty good... You know you know how it's interesting when, like, the beginning of a, of a new film year, when it starts, 
and they, you know, like, kind of like the suckier movies start at the beginning, and you're kind of like, when the heck are the good movies going to come out? Like, we're going to have, like, two nominations for the Oscars, because I don't see anything Oscar-worthy, like, at the beginning of the year. And then, like, yeah. around, you know, September, no October, November, like, Oscar season, kind of, when the movies start coming out, you start getting all the good ones. Um, yeah, it comes out, like... It hits you really hard to the point you're you don't know which movie you want to watch. Yeah, and you know you can't watch them all because these days that hurts the pockets. You know, a little bank account. Um, I know. So you kind of have to like. Pick I, and for choose. some reason, I thought you could pay like a monthly for one of the theater chains. Actually, Regal, I don't know. Regal right now, um, which includes <clears throat> uh, Regal, Edwards, all of them. Um, they're having mm-hmm. a thirty-five dollar uh, Oscar month, so I think it lasts two weeks. I'm not sure on the yeah. specifics, but you pay $35 and you can see all the movies. Um, I don't know if it's one per day. That's so true. Or one or two. I used to work at a movie yeah. theater at Regal. <laughs> totally forgot. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're having that right now. I kind of want to do that since I'm a little bit behind. Um, <laughs> I'm not a little bit. I'm a lot behind on my Oscar movies and things that I've seen. It's just been a very, very busy, busy year. Um, yeah, I think we both pretty much started new jobs um and it's only getting busier and busier Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at this point so we're just i don't know i think we're just spread in so many corners because we all we have our job we have volunteer work that we do and we do the podcast um and you freelance several different things it's 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 busy (laughs) it's great and i freelance I'm like, wait, I've, we're just both yeah, insanely so busy. Yeah, so basically what it is, February, um, you can purchase a pass and fe- through February 17th mm-hmm. and fe- February 17th and the 26th, um, you'll be able to see, um, I think, up to nine movies. Um, so these are for select theaters, though, so they're not for all Regals. So if you really are interested in that, um, just go onto Regal's site or Google Regal Oscar, and I'll bring up the link. Um, and you guys can go ahead and purchase, you know, a $35 pass, which I think is a really, really good deal. Um, normally you pay like $12 per movie if you go see it, like, you know. Yeah, also, like, some of the good. movies um, are already out of theater. So I know that they're bringing them back for this particular, um, like, opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good thing to look up if you're interested in that. Um, I'm probably going to end up doing it, so you're not alone. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to hit up the Sinopolis. I I experienced that with my friend, and it's the only way I want to watch a movie, so I'll probably be watching a couple. Too. What, is, what is that? <laughs> it's a luxury movie theater where my fat butt can like sit in a blanket. <laughs> if I so choose to bring a blanket, will not get judged in my reclining chair as I eat my burger, my... Oh, I've been Luxury popcorn and a huge soda while watching Eddie Redmayne. Yep, I've been to one of those. It's nice. They I mean, are really it's, nice. Well, it's, it's becoming crazy, kind but... of it's becoming kind of a normal thing to have like the reclining seats. So now, yeah. like I've been to a theater a few times with them, but now when I go to like a regular one, I'm like this thing just keeps hitting. Like, why am I upright? I should be <laughs> I should be laying down watching this movie. <laughs> I should be like I should be able to sit so horizontally that I can literally just push the popcorn into my mouth. I don't have to pour. I just like do a nice little sweep straight into it. 
God, that is a whole Dude, different level. Dude, don't go to the movies with me. <laughs> like, I'm not that person who yells at the movie theater, but I'm definitely that person you're like, does she live here? I'm like, I set up camp. <laughs> but that's really good to hear that they do, like, specific Oscar runs because yeah. Oscar movies, they are artistic, but they're not blockbusters for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I think it's great that they, that Regal is giving us the opportunity to see them again, since some of them are out of theater, they're, they're yeah. finished with their run, um, so that's pretty cool. So yeah, go Google Regal Oscar, to, Regal Oscars 2017, something along those lines, and it'll bring up the link, and you guys can purchase tickets at, or passes, I believe, through Fandango. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not sponsored by Fandango, I'm just letting or you guys Regal. know. Or Regal, or we're experts. just telling you guys. <laughs> Uh, we're not sponsored by literally anyone we have named. We're sponsored by Passion of the Arts. Right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, Oscars are coming up. I'm really excited. I'm excited personally because uh, my friend, um, Jessica, she throws this annual, like, Oscar party um, every year. And uh, mm-hmm. we, like, get all dressed up and everything and pretend like we're someone important. And we oh, just, that's cute. we have fun. And like this year she's like catering Chipotle. So it's going to be bomb. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll put a poll on our Twitter to see what you guys do for your Oscar celebrations slash holidays. Because to film enthusiasts, the Oscars is a holiday. Personally, it is for me. We, we put it on our calendar, put yeah, a, re- a nice it, little gold man next to it instead of like a heart. <laughs> And then, and then, um, so I write for you, Leo, <laughs> for but you. not anymore. Now I'm going to write was a big for you, thing last year. Did anyone else cry when Leo won? Because I was literally on the floor like a baby, just like crying. And, and I heard the Titanic song in the back of my head narrating like the entire thing. It was He's beautiful. Like, how do I say this? He's the, um, the athlete you've been rooting for. It was our Super Bowl. It, it really just, was. He never, he never won, and you're just like, he's gonna go, he's gonna take home the big trophy. I've been voting for him for years. You don't vote, but you're just like, just put it all over the internet. And then when he you've, finally got it, you've it was unofficially so supported him this entire time. Mm-hmm. Well, same thing. It is kind of like what it was for me and like Ben Affleck when he won for Argo. It was a big mm-hmm. thing for me because Ben Affleck has kind of always been that enthusiast for like independent films like film school students you know who have just you know because he was one of those and he kind of pushed you can his, see it in his work for yeah sure. and I think it was a really big win for everyone film students and and kind of like self-taught film enthusiast uh for him to win so it was kind of like that for me with him I was really excited that he won um and and just as much for Leo because Leo's been such a like, he never complained either. He was just there, and he did his work because he loved it, and then just to finally be recognized for something like that is is big. Uh, Especially for his speech not to be about, no jokes about the Academy taking yeah. forever. Yeah. He was still grateful, and he, and all the nominations and the one when he had he wasn't bitter he just took the time he went on a soapbox and talked about something that he was super passionate about because mm. that's the type of guy he is and that was really heartwarming to see that he's he appreciated it he still he didn't think he deserved it and he was snubbed he yeah. appreciated it for what it was 
He was humble about it, too, which is great. Yeah. Um, and then you're just like, oh, Leo, I need to be your girlfriend. <laughs> I'm not a model. That's <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> I totally, like, have my fingers crossed for him and Kate Winslet one day, even though I think she's married, happily married. But, you know, know. maybe in, in another life. <laughs> or, a th- or a threesome. It's fine. Um, <laughs> look, I'm not going to judge them. They're great. If they keep making great movies, I don't care what they do in the bedroom. I don't have to watch. Um, sorry, totally went in a different route. So 2017, what we're excited about. Uh, just to mention, it's not, it's not like a TV show or a movie, but I am excited about Super Bowl. Not, not for Super Bowl itself. You're excited but for Lady Gaga, aren't you? I'm exci- I'm a monster. I knew it. I'm, I knew it. It was my Lady Gaga was my first like big concert that I went to. Oh, okay. Like I've been to independent, and then you know your church friends threw yeah. on a threw a concert, and it was just like I did those before, but this was my first real big concert, and going from <laughs> going to see my friends from church to, <laughs> to Lady Gaga concert was the worst transition of my life. But, but the was, best transition of your life. But the best, for sure. There was everybody dressed up, all her iconic outfits. So I'm really excited to see the halftime show. Um, there's, I think, I'm, I'm definitely, sure I don't know if I'm excited. I'm definitely curious. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of like, because let's she's see very... what this going to do. I know she's definitely an entertainer. She's definitely, mm-hmm. n- 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 I mean, 100% an amazing singer. I was about to say, like, 100%, she keeps it honest. Yeah, she ha- like... She does so many variations of her songs, like the pop version you hear on the radio, a ballad, she'll do a jazz version, she'll do, like, old-time, like, an old-timey feel, and that's, to me, that's a person who's truly in love with the arts, with music, yeah. and has it has been with her, and she's studied it, learned it, adapted it, and made it her own. That's the thing about that's the thing about her is that I definitely feel like she's she's studied the science of it, um, mm-hmm. and she's put a lot of because I mean she's gone through so many prestigious schools. Yes, and it's like it, I mean you're bound to to have the science of it down, and and that not only that but a a stage presence and just mm-hmm. kind of forming who she wanted to be. Yeah, um, and even and if also, she didn't do I, songs. I, Sorry, we're both no. like super excited. I like that. <laughs> not, like, only that not only that, I think she in and I think she's a very, very good actress. Um I mean, she's been she's in the classy. most recent American Horror Story seasons. Um and I think she she definitely has that. She yeah. definitely has that artistic side down. <laughs> For sure. And um there's my friend said they're Beyonce was invited to the Super Bowl, so they might do their iconic telephone performance. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Queen B and Gaga, I can't. So the Super Bowl, I'm excited because it's athleticism and sports, too. Like, it's not like I'm only watching it for that, but I am more excited about Gaga. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, that's my priorities. I like going to all the Super Bowl parties and just eating the food. Um... I'm just like, hey, you having a Super Bowl party? I'll be there. I'll bring, <laughs> I'll bring some cheese and some crackers if you feed me. Right, um, where's that homemade chili dip? <laughs> <laughs> I personally was really excited when Bruno Mars performed, I think it was a few years back. 
I uh, pretty much lost it when that beautiful man graced uh, the stage. I was like, you're like the best entertainer ever. I feel like Bruno Mars comes up a lot in our podcast. He, yes, I, I, I think the last time I was trying to get tickets to him and... <sighs> what happened with that? Did you fail? The, there was no co- fail. What? <laughs> Don't use such aggressive wording. I'm okay. sorry. Did you not get them? <laughs> no, you were quite on it. I failed hard. <laughs> I think that when I was looking up concerts, the only one I saw were Inglewood at the time that were available. And then mm. the concerts here were way too expensive for me to afford. Mm-hmm. I would love to do a podcast just on Bruno Mars, but unfortunately I can't get into a concert. <laughs> Well, for me, I'm just like, I'm, I'm saving up for Walt Disney World in like a few months. So I'm like, I can't spend any. That and my sister is engaged and she's getting married this year. So Ooh. my money, my money's kind of going already to different things. So it's like, oh, well, that stinks. Whatever. He'll be on tour again. It's not his last tour. Yeah, I just, he, he just seems like a happy dude. Like he's just yeah. grateful for everything that he's, he's gotten he puts a hundred percent effort into it and he's just so good at dancing oh gosh the guy's just downright an entertainer like i think it's awesome that we get you know we of course we lost michael jackson i feel like he's kind of like that segue and back into that entertainer wise Mm -hmm. dancing singing and his music is just downright catchy like yeah um so yeah super bowl Oscars. It's a very, very busy month. Uh, I think the Super Bowl is this Sunday, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, man. So for those of you listening, you're going to know the time it took us to edit this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hopefully we get it out before the Super Bowl. um, Which is is like in two days. We can totally do it. We're very, me and Lohani, we tend to like, well, not Lohani. Mohani gets her stuff done pretty, pretty well on time. I'm the one that's like, <laughs> I just don't get things done very, very quickly just because I have other things I need to do. And that, and I like hate editing. I love it, but I hate it. Like, I you're hate so it. happy with the product, but the time it took you to get there, you're like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> I love the outcome. I hate doing it. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, that's life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's like everybody's day. <laughs> yep. But it's it's because we do we do so much. It, it's hard. Yeah. But any, all right. Do you want to... I would like to start with TV shows because that's where I'm kind of solid at. Movies, I'm not really so much. Just because I can barely get myself out to a movie theater at this time. No, I'm down for TV shows. I can work with that. Okay, I like so watched, I feel like I've watched more TV shows than I <laughs> than I have. Movies. It's so convenient. The idiot box is just right there to lull you to sleep. <laughs> yep. But honestly, I love TV. It's my my friend. Anyways, <laughs> um, yep. powerless. powerless. That the new NBC show where basically there, this um, company works for Bruce Wayne's cousin. So it's part of um, the Wayne Corporation, and they, like, help you from superheroes. Mm-hmm. Like, they develop technology. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. Explain. What? Please. Elaborate. What? Okay, so it has... Oh, God. 
What's her name? She was, um... She was a wildcat from High School Musical. Oh, Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens? Yeah, it has Vanessa Hudgens. Okay. Okay. And so, basically, it's it's a DC comedies, which is already intriguing, but... Uh, it's a workplace comedy, and it's set at one of the worst insurance companies in America, more specifically, a subsidiary of Wayne Enterprises for um, Bruce Wayne's cousin. So they're just mm-hmm. developing all the technology. You know how Bruce Wayne, Batman, always has the really nice stuff? Yeah. This is, like, where not the good ideas go. So, for every good idea, there was probably ten bad ones. It's all at this company. That sounds interesting. Like, they develop an umbrella if you're walking down the street and, like, a building breaks down because there's a superhero fight ahead above you. You Mm -hmm. can just put up the umbrella and be safe. But, unfortunately, the umbrella is so, um, helps you out so much, it can, like, come down and, like, knock your head off. So that's what they're, they're trying to protect people from the everyday superhero fights. Like, what's happening on the ground? Mm-hmm. And I, it's it's a comedy from DC, and I'm like, you know what? I will give that's you a chance. It's interesting, too. Like, you don't see many comedies coming from comic book. I mean, they are, they're there, but you yeah. don't get to see that side of it because it's always so dark. Especially now, like, the trend in, like, mm-hmm. comic, book, comic book movies is more... So like more realistic and dark and grungy, um, that it's interesting to see a comedy come out of it. Yeah, it's I, I think it's like The Office, really, that meets like Parks Parks and Rec. Yeah, and Community. I only mentioned that because Danny Pudi, who played Abed in um, Community, is in the mm-hmm. show too. So uh-huh. when I saw him, I was, I was like sold. I'm sold. Let's I do definitely this. need to write. Just so you guys know, I'm I'm also making a list of things I need to watch because I don't read up on it enough. And Lohani just always has her stuff down, so you know, <laughs> gotta take gotta take gotta do that note taking, which hopefully you guys are all doing too. Yeah, and if you guys have any suggestions, just tweet us at the Nerd Mix, all one word, um, mm-hmm. for anything that we miss on this list later. Uh, do you do you want to go tip for tat? I do. I, I have a show that's been out for about going on a month now, and I've already finished the first season, so I'm really excited about it. Um, I the series of unfortunate events on Netflix. I started uh, that and I didn't finish it. Did you? Uh, like, Is okay, it so, so good? Yes. So Neil Patrick Harris plays Count Olaf, which, if you guys remember correctly, they did make a movie out of it a few years back, and Count Olaf was played by Jim Carrey. So having Neil Patrick Harris kind of play this role, it's it's kind of big shoes to fill because Jim Carrey, Carrey played an amazing Count Olaf. He just had like that creepy aspect to him. Um, but so yeah, it's I I mean personally I pay I've never read the books, so I'm coming from just a movie TV show side. I haven't read the books, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not sure as well as like how good of an adaptation it is. Uh, from the first part of what I watched, because I read the books, um, because of course after Harry Potter, that's what comes next in a right. nerd girl's life. <laughs> uh, what I really liked about the show that 
the movie didn't have is they took the beautiful wording of Lemony Snicket. Mm, like okay. how he described things and how he yeah. introed his chapters and the side um, side notes and that kind of stuff. It was very um, astounding, I thought, in his books. And then they included that in the series, which was definitely lacking in the movie. That's just my two cents from yeah, seeing I mean, the 20 minutes. Lemmy Snicket is definitely more involved mm-hmm. um, in the show than he is in the movie. Obviously, because it's a show, it's longer. But um, I can definitely see a lot more of the book. I can, like the script. I Okay, I never read the book. But the script is definitely <laughs> more, um, definitely, I feel like it's more highlighted and elaborated. So the dialogue mm-hmm. is like amazing. Yeah, and the, what is it, the voiceover that they have with, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he plays, he voices Joe Swanson on Family Guy, I know, random. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, jeez, I have to go look up the name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he, he does, he basically plays Lemony Snicket, correct? Right, right. So, and then the Baudelaire children and, um... Count Olaf, they all get to have the beautiful dialogue, the beautiful dialogue that was the story of a series of unfortunate events, mm-hmm. and that's what really made me fall in love with that series is because he he was he would say if you're looking for a warm fuzzy tale about three children who have a wonderful life um, with their uh, with their family, look no, f- um, please. Find another book. Find yeah. any other book. Find the one with the like the rabbit or something. You know, yeah. he's like, but do not pick this book. This is a sad tale of three children who go through like a f- unfortunate events Event, or something yeah. like that. And then that just it felt like you were being talked to, and that was yeah. that's not something we get that anymore. No, I know I'm preaching about the book. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think because um, of course the movie has to isolate so many things because of the time, but like. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think the dialogue was... That's one of the first things I noticed, too, was, like, the dialogue is so highlighted and emphasized and just so, like, eloquent and poetic. It's insane. Yeah. I kind of... Now I really want to read the books because because of the TV show and how much they showed of it. Um, I would definitely suggest it. I think you would just just as love it so much because the the rest that you're not seeing visually you kind of fill it with your imagination it goes it honestly goes wild yeah yeah so series of fortunate events the first season is on netflix now if you're not doing anything and just bumming around after you listen to our podcast of course you guys can go stream that um (laughs) (laughs) yeah so is there any other tv shows yeah uh I kind of, I have one, but it's, it's kind of, I'll let you go first, because I have another one. I don't know if it kind of falls under the category we're doing. It's ending this year. Does that count? I think, I think looking forward to an ending counts, because I'm probably going to mention Game of Thrones. It's ending? Oh, no, it's like second to last season, but. Oh, so they, but they already put like a benchmark on what Well, the guy's not writing any more stories. Like, he, it takes him forever to write the story in the first place, which it's his own right, but at the same time, signing a TV agreement, you have to know you have to do it on timely. Anyways, I'm not going to rush his creativity because, damn, that story's good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gothelani, stop judging. You don't know his I know, right? <laughs> I don't know where he's been. I don't know where he had to come from. <laughs> um, um, well, mine, mine's um, uh, Bates Motel is ending. Uh, I didn't know you watched that. This year. Yeah, it's on A&E. Um, it def- it, it, it's its fifth and last season. Um, it basically tells the story of how Norman Bates became Norman Bates. Like, what led him to that infamous shower scene and stabbing the girl. Spoiler alert, if you've never seen Psycho. Oh my god, if, or if you live under famous, a rock. <laughs> <laughs> famous Alfred Hitchcock movie, Psycho. Um, so yeah, it kind of shows how he became that and his relationship with his his mother. Um, and it's, I, I started watching it when it started, when it, when it premiered. Um, and then I fell off of it for like maybe two years. Uh, and I just spent the remainder of this last week binging the, the seasons that I missed. Um, so I don't know if you've seen me on Facebook, Lahani, I've been posting like a bunch of stuff about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's ending and I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited to see I'm hoping we get to see their rendition and their take on the whole infamous, you know, uh, shower killing scene. And we, they just, um, Rihanna. Yeah. They casted Rihanna as, uh, I'm going to have to go and get names because, uh, I'm terrible Isn't at it. it. Like Mary something or yeah, Mary. I'm just making st- stuff up again. <laughs> No, it is, it is, it is, it is Mary Psycho. Um, Janet Leigh's character. Mm. When she plays Marion Crane. I was close. So. Look at me. You were close. Um, yeah, it plays, she, they casted Rihanna as the main Alfred Hitchcock character. Um, which, <laughs> I'm very, very curious to see how this goes down. Um, I'm hope a lot of people are kind of speculating that the show will end when uh, her car pulls up to the hotel, the motel. But I don't think that they would hire Rihanna just to give her so little screen time. Um, I'm hoping that we kind of see their take on the whole thing. Even though we already know what happens next, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see, um, yeah, their take on it. So if you haven't watched this, Lohan, <laughs> it's on Netflix. <laughs> it's a great show, honestly. Like, uh, it it kind of fills in a lot of what, like what's wrong with Nor- and then you you almost like you learn to sympathize with him because of his past um but then at the end you just kind of like god I, I hate him so much like this is insane um so Vera Farmiga I think I'm saying that last name right she plays Norma Louise Bates which is Norman Bates' mother, and then Freddie Highmore mm-hmm. um, plays Norman Bates, and I think he does a fabulous job at it. Like, who never, who would have ever thought the little kids from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> would go on to be like, so, like this insanely great actor who plays this psycho character, this character that has such a bad psychological problem? Um, so great. Uh, so yeah, Bates Motel on A and E. February 20th, it comes back. You can probably binge all the seasons on Netflix before then. I highly recommend it. <laughs> so, what's your movie, Lohani? Um, TV. I'm still, you know me. 
It's where oh, I live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. I know. I know. Um, Sense8, it's on Netflix. It's going to be its second season. They released a Christmas special, and their first season was 10 episodes. Or, mm-hmm. I think, actually, their second season's going to be 10 episodes. But So, it's, it revolves around these eight people who are suddenly find themselves connected through visions and... Sh- through shared visions and thoughts around the world. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a woman from Korea. We have a guy from Africa, someone from Chicago, um, someone from India, Germany, Mexico. Um, Actually, we have two people from the United States. uh, And I don't know how to um, feel like I'm missing a person, and I feel kind of crappy about it. But... (laughs) Like, I'm missing a country, and now I'm like, oh, God. No, 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 I get it. Oh, God. But, um, yeah, so it's a, these people are connected, and they were, um, they're basically the future, or, like, mutants or something like that. They've been, they've been around for a bit, and this guy is trying to get them, um, and I think kill them or study them or something. He's part of the, like, Sense8 um, group. Like, they're... Dude, I'm sorry. I just had a, like, internal, like, freak out. Naveen Andrews in it, isn't it, from Lost? Saeed? Yes. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm in love with him. That's awesome. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> no. They have, um, they have really <laughs> solid actors. And it's from the Wachowskis, so you know that it's, um... It's really solid. It's just the first four episodes, you're really confused because they don't explain everything until the first, around that episode, then you finally get to know what's kind of going on. There's even a song Mm -hmm. that's called What's Going On. (laughs) (laughs) Just, uh... So that's the overall theme. What the heck is going on? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Iceland. That's who I was forgetting. Someone from Iceland. Look, man, okay. I'm, like, social justice. I want to get yeah. stuff right. <laughs> yeah, so um, they kind of help each other out through their everyday life. They all have a special skill set, um, a little stereotypy in some places, but I think the show is about everyone's more than what you see around the world. And my... I highly suggest the show if you're looking for something that's more sci-fi, futuristic, and it doesn't, um, it's, how do I say this? It's not independent, like, low budget, but it's still not too high concept, where you can't follow along, or, like, some sci-fi show where you're you're just kind of distracted by the production design. Everything looks pretty, but the story's not too solid. Love you, sci-fi. I love the magicians, but come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And... I can see that. You gotta give and take in some yeah, cases. Like, you gotta give and take. Yeah, like sci-fi, I mean, overall, prob- the narrative probably goes a little lower because they have to do the whole entire production. But it's really, I think it's really well done and it's really cool to see how these different people interact from different um, countries and that they're living the same kind of situations and how they help each other in it. That was the coolest part because even though these people are all from different types of the world, um, a different places in the world they can still relate to each other there was this one part where one of them was called a derogatory term and how they how they shoot it is that one person experiencing the situation but 
they'll take that same shot and put another person in a different who's in a different place in the same exact place that person was so they all kind of embody that particular character and when that derogatory term was like shown that each one of them saw the derogatory term for their own person and these people are vastly different like vastly different but they all saw something they all had something that was equally um what is it offensive to them so it was it's kind of like no matter how far you go or how close you are people are all connected in some way and i was just like wachowskis I was like, that's so freaking deep. Those subtle internal internal social smacks on the face. Yeah, I was like, that's so freaking deep. Yes, I love it. And it's a really good storyline because how they're all connected and they're different. Um, they're individual stories, but this one guy who is chasing them down, he wants to like eradicate them or study them or just break up the cluster. And they're all fighting um, and helping each other through the situation to get away from him. So their skill sets are, like, Sun, she's from Korea. She's my queen. Um, she knows martial arts. But it's it's just so funny because she spends most of her time, like, trying to not be angry and kick the kick everyone's asses. But every time there's a, someone's in a fight, she's like, I got this. And you're just like, Sun's been waiting to fight somebody. <laughs> um Kala, she's from India. She's a scientist, but she's very religious. So, and it's really cool to see someone be able to balance those two things out. That's what my friend said. And when she said that, I was like, you know what? That's re- I didn't even notice that. That's really, you don't see that too often or on TV. Um, and she had a good point because I I went to like look up my shows. I'm like, do I have any shows where someone found the balance between religion and science? And I was like, go you, girl. I didn't even think of that. (laughs) Um, Lido, he's an actor, but he's also gay and he just came out. Um, And and he's from Mexico. One's from Iceland. She's helping out another character and so on and so forth. So, like, they have different things that help each other in the situation. Like, one of them knows how to take a hit. He's been beat up his whole life. And then when one of them was getting a beat down, he's like... Don't worry, I got this. He took a punch to the face. He's like, that's all you got? And I was like, dude, what was your childhood? And he's from Germany. And I'm like, it's really bad. He's the angry German. But I want to have his children so badly, so it's fine. And he was in a really good independent... No, we're going to skip that. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. Um, he's And he's also in a very um, g- good German film. Uh, mm-hmm. It's independent. I can't remember the name of it, but, like, Max Reinhold um, is the actor. So, if you guys want, if you guys watch Sense8 or see Sense8 and you decide that you want a little bit more, he also has, like, an independent film um, from Germany. So, and it was really good. That's actually the film I watched before I watched the show. And that's what intrigued me because I really liked him. I know I like went on a whole entire tangent but there's like eight solid main characters (laughs) when they probably all like now if these so do we ever get to see these eight interact with each other besides hearing their their, they all each uh, (laughs) (laughs) words and such (laughs) 
words and voices in my head. I'm getting confused. Um, do I mean besides being able to hear each other's thoughts, do we see them interact with each other at all? Uh, not like face to face. Not physically, but like how they okay. shoot it is. You can see the because they're in, kind of in your mind. They can project themselves where you are. So you can kind of oh, okay. you can kind of see them, and it was really funny in the beginning because they all speak their own language that they were just like looking at each other and they're like why are you here what are you doing they're like what are you doing here and they're speaking their own language yeah. one of them's like you speak korean and the other, you speak spanish <laughs> they're just like how did you how what's going on and it's it's just super interesting because i haven't seen it before okay that's cool. That sounds interesting. That is going down on my list. Because I haven't seen it. Lemony um, Snicket's definitely going on mine. I'm going to finish it. So definitely just uh, to mention some... Do you have any more TV shows that you want to highlight? Because I have kind of like a beat sheet of like just, you know, small things that I, I saw that were interesting that were starting this year. Oh, yeah. I'm basically... Uh, have the same thing. I don't have the um, okay as elaborate. Okay, um, so there are two that I'm kind of looking forward to uh testing out and seeing. So first we have Legion. That's on my um, list. Which is oh yay! So that's uh premiering February eighth, um on FX. So basically, this is kind of gonna follow Perfect Professor X's uh mentally unstable son uh i have a thing for a psycho people i don't know kind of like those types of shows um david david holler um who suffers from schizophrenia and has been in and out of the psychiatric hospital i am reading a summary these aren't my own words um <laughs> his whole life um he happens to also be an omega level mutant which means he is one of the most powerful people on earth um if you want to kind of compare him he's kind of like gene the um, phoenix yeah, she's a phoenix. He's an omega, but yeah. Um, and now he's on the hunt for the woman he became entranced with during his most recent stay in a psychiatric hospital, and is learning that there be might that there might be more to him than just mental illness after all. So this follows him, and um, I mean anything that kind of branches off like X Men, I like to look into, um, because I'm a nerd, and that's just kind of how this <laughs> works. Uh, and then the other one I have on mine, which I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to, you're going to have it on yours, um, is Twin Peaks. Do you have that? No, I never watched the movie. Okay. Well, the, the, um, it was a TV show, but like, so this is kind of reviving the TV show that came out, you know, 25 years Mm ago. Um, so David Lynch and Mark Frost are bringing, um, taking us back to the most, you know, creepiest weird town uh, in America. Um, so I'm getting, I'm really excited about that because I, I never watched the entire series, but I did see quite a, quite a few episodes of it. Um, and I just love following shows that are revived and revamped and seeing how they look now, um, which was kind of weird because if you, so throwing back to like Psycho and Norman Bates and Bates Motel. So obviously Psycho the movie took place in a different time of, you know, I don't even know when it took, when it took place. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they did was when they made the show Bates Motel, they put it in our, in our time. Oh, okay. So, and, 
yeah, so they kind of brought it up to our period. Um, it wasn't like in the 1960s, which I think is when Psycho was, the, the time period Psycho was in. But um, they brought it up to our time. Which, but it worked. You never questioned it. Like, you, that's not something you thought about. Like, you're like, oh, well, Psycho is in the 1960s. Like, now this is now. It's just, it, you, it, they did it so seamlessly that you never really thought about it or even cared for that matter. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited to see what they do with Twin Peaks, too. So hopefully it's kind of something like that. Oh. Um, and then, so yeah, that premieres. There's no, there's no, um, date yet, so we'll have to wait on that. But, uh, the last one I have on my honorable mention is Marvel's Iron Fist. That's on mine! Yeah! (laughs) Um, so, I'm not really even sure if this is, but anytime I see Marvel, I'm just like, watch it. Yeah. Because. Except for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. My okay, so I started it and then I fell off the bandwagon because I just got too busy and it kind of just got marked off my list because it got a little slow. Um, my sister, however, watches it and she says it's actually kind of kept up with like it's it's kind of the pace is quickened and it's become more intriguing um, since its first season. But so uh, yeah, Iron Fist premieres March seventeenth. Um, Trying to find the summary. Now, the Defenders, yeah. which is on my list to coincide with Iron Fist, I don't think it has a release okay. date, but Iron Fist is supposed to be in the the Defenders. Okay. So, I'm curious if the Defenders is coming out first or Iron Fist. Uh, the uh, Iron Fist comes out first because it says that this will... Uh, culminate in the Defenders later this Got year. Got it. So definitely, Iron Fist is definitely coming out. Um, so this one focuses on Danny Rand, an orphan who studies abroad in the mystical city of, I'm going to butcher this, but Kaunlun? I don't know. Um, then returns to New York City to bring his father's killer to justice. Uh-huh. Um, there's going to be hallway fights. There's going to be other fights. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of connected <laughs> connected tissue leading up to the Defenders. Um, so definitely, if you're going to watch Iron Fist, definitely keep a lookout for Defenders. Because what it seems by here is that they're going to definitely be uh, stitching into each other. That's good. Which is always fun. That definitely sounds like a Marvel thing. Um, yeah, those are the only ones I have. Um. I guess I mentioned this in a podcast previously, so I'm going to be brief about it. American Gods, it's coming out in okay. April 2017, oh, where yeah, old yeah. gods fight new gods, and I'm really excited about that. And I won't go... It stars, like, Ricky Whittle, Ian McShane, Emily Browning, and I thought Gillian Anderson, too. Gillian Anderson. Oh, yeah, I love him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm just... I'm just going to mention that briefly. Like, I just need this show to come out already is where I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) Does it have a, does it have a release date yet? Um, April, 2017. I didn't see any exact dates. Uh, okay. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a summer mm -hmm, show. mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cool. Yeah. So those are our TV shows to look forward to in the year 2017. 2K17. However, way you want to hashtag it. (laughs) Nerd Mix 2017. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so those are our TV. Now on to movies. Movies, movies, dun, movies. Dun, dun. 
which are my favorite. I love watching movies. If I could do that all day, if I could do that for a job, if anyone knows of a job where you can just sit and watch movies all day, let me know because uh, I feel like I'd be, I feel like we'd all be very, very good at that. When we all would, and I'm not like a crit, like a hardcore critic. I'm going to be your average audience member. So please let me go into all your premieres. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a nice balance between the two. Like I'm not like, I'm saying like a lot, but I'm not definitely not hardcore. Like I'm not going to tear apart the movie because of one little thing. Uh, but I'm also not soft. Like, I like going and, and I think it's fun to go in and, like, kind of break it down a movie. And I feel like you get more from it when you're able to do that. Um, and definitely, you definitely appreciate more of the elements as well and kind of, like, the below the line, above the line elements that go into making a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, 2017, there are a lot, and I mean a lot of movies to nerdgasm over in 2017. Um, uh, I, I guess I'm just going to pull out one. Do you want me to pull out one? I can go first if you want me to. No, no, go for it. Go first. Go first. All right. Beauty and the Beast. That was our song break. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be in concert 2018. Uh, So Beauty and the Beast. No, we won't. Um, Beauty and the Beast. We will not be in concert. I repeat, we will not be in concert. (laughs) So that's going to be released March 17. I'm pretty sure the whole entire world is at the point of losing it. Um, I am really excited because it's a new perspective on the 1991 hit of Disney's, um, obviously Beauty and the Beast by originally written by, um, Linda Wolverton. And she also wrote Maleficent and several other feminist badass movies, AKA just regular women just being awesome. Like Disney definitely has a thing for that. Well, you know, there's some Disney ones where I was like, Oh man, she's asleep the whole movie. (laughs) But I mean, if I were a princess, that would definitely be me as a princess. So maybe they are depicting yep. women in a realistic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I'm more like I'm more like DreamWorks princess, uh, Princess Fiona from Shrek. That's more like me. Like I have high expectations, but then I end up getting an or- ogre sent to like rescue me. Like you know, that's right? You're just like this. <laughs> like what was that wishing star for, man? Uh, <laughs> or where is my wishing right? star? <laughs> Cute wishing star. Oh, wait. Nope. That's just fallout from the radioactive plant. Two blocks okay. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> this classic fairy tale um, is about the prince um, who Dan Stephen plays, who's cursed with an ugly appearance, but finds love with a pure-hearted um, citizen, maiden, whatever, Emma Watson, who's imprisoned in his castle after her father... Kevin Klein offers her up in a deal to spare his own life because that's life. Um, it's dark, but Disney Disney adapted it to make it all like family friendly and stuff, of course, with music and humor. And um, the cast has Ewan McGregor and Sir Ian McKellen. They already released the final full trailer for it, I think, and it's it's gorgeous. 
it's exciting. They did a really good job of um, animating the different characters because the live action part of that kind of worried me about seeing teacups talk. I mean, yeah. it's not like they're not yeah. capable. It's just how is it going to look? And I think they did a really good job. Emma Watts sings really well in the trailer. Or not this trailer, but like the release that they did. Ariana Grande and John Legend sing in the tra- trailer Taylor's as old as time. Super excited about John Legend. Because I just listened to Side to Side, I feel weird about Ariana Grande singing it. She has a lovely voice, but just all her songs on a Disney soundtrack, I was like, I still feel weird. I mean, this has probably happened with a lot of artists, but still feel weird. Yeah. I have I heard that they that we they premiered it. Uh, I think it was today or yesterday, but um, I haven't listened to it yet, so I have no opinion on that except for the fact that you know Ariana Grande, you know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But, um, no, I definitely had worries about, like, the whole motion capture type of thing. Like, how, what, how is this going to look, like you said, with having wardrobes talking and mm-hmm. candelabras and clocks and everything. Um, but, you know, my, my whole worry about that was kind of calmed with, Jun- with Jungle Book. Oh. I don't know if you had a chance no, to see I didn't. that. Um, yeah, the, 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 their movie was very, very, very beautiful. I mean, they had monkeys and panthers and wolves all talking. So, um, I definitely, my nerves were a little bit calmed when I saw that movie. I definitely knew that Disney had the potential to pull out something amazing. And I do feel like this movie is going to look beautiful. Yes. Like, it's going to be one of those visually stunning type of films, cinematography-wise. You know, seeing, you know, how far our, you know, visual effects have, have advanced. But, um... I'm I'm more worried about I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate about this. I'm more worried about acting in the sense. Um I I I definitely have an open mind toward um Emma Emma Watson. What's her name? Emma Watson, yeah. Definitely I have an open mind. I loved her in Harry Potter. I thought she was one of the better actors in Harry Potter. Uh-huh. Um I love her as a person. Um I'm just you know, I, I think I always like to go into these types of movies with a little bit of like, you know, I don't want to get my hopes up, so I don't put like the egg. I don't put like my. I don't get my hopes on the line, but um, I'm definitely excited for the movie, uh, mainly to see it and hear everyone sing and just see how it looks. Um, plus, Beauty and the Beast is such a beloved Disney movie, like a Disney classic. I don't want to see it get butchered. The original uh, screenwriter, I, mean, I think, worked with this screenwriter. Like she doesn't have writing credits, but I think she worked okay. with the um, okay. person to make sure it still had that kind of. The original feel. That same feel. Yeah, that's great. No, that's awesome. I love it when... I think Disney definitely knows... I mean, same with Star Wars. Like, I think Disney definitely knows definitely knows the type of fans that are attached to these types of movies. Um, so, I, I, I'm excited. I March can't come quick enough. Like, I'm really excited about Beauty. I am too. Hermione... Um, <laughs> she's so... so she's going that, to the Yule I'm Ball. glad that she's finding... I'm really excited that she's kind of breaking out of the Harry Potter. Hopefully this kind of puts, like, you know, you don't ever want to be, like, typecasted and held with a certain movie. Are you kidding um, me? She is typecasted. She only does, like, literally story to movies. No, but, I mean, like, this is something different for her. Like, she's singing. She's for dancing. Sure. Like, but she still does I adaptations. This is a musical. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, but like, look at every time you look at Harry Potter, you're always gonna see Harry Potter. Sure. Like, fair enough. Um, Daniel Radcliffe. Like, you're always gonna see that. Just like with Elijah Wood, you're always gonna see Frodo, especially when you're in these nerdy book movies that have such huge fan bases. Yeah. You know, like that are so iconic and so historic, basically, in the film industry. Um, you're always going to have kind of that following you. Uh, but I think this is something different for her. I, I'm definitely excited to see her in yeah. this. Um, so, yeah, Mar- Beauty and the Beast, which comes out of March, which is one of the earlier movies of the year. So I'm excited. Um, we don't have to wait till summer to see that one. Um, my movie is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, which is another Disney movie. (laughs) So, I don't know if you know, (laughs) Lohani, but my whole, like, fascination with movies and movie premieres and just movies in general kind of started with more like Disney obsession. It kind of started with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. As it should. I went to the Pirates of the Caribbean 2 premiere at Disneyland, um, and that's when I got my first Disneyland pass, my yearly mm-hmm. pass, um, and we got it for that premiere. Oh, that's and, so uh, cool. Yeah, we went to that, and we met, like, Orlando. Like, me and my sister, we have this one poster in our room that we mm-hmm. shared, um, and it has Kira Knightley, Orlando Bloom, and Johnny Depp on it. We have all three of their signatures. Dang. And it's kind of like one of it's kind of like one of the iconic things we have in our room. And now that she's gonna be moving out of the house, we're kind of like, well, how are we gonna split that? We're gonna have to we're gonna have to have a dual. What's it called? Custody. A, um, we're gonna have to have custody. You know, partial custody of it. You get it for six months. I get it for six months. Since we'll all we'll both have our our own house come the end of the year. So what is um, this new one like, about? It's just, um, this one. Uh, Johnny Depp returns as Captain Jack Sparrow with Jeffrey Rush back on board as a Barbosa, which is awesome because I love Jeffrey Rush. Um, Orlando Bloom apparently is resurfacing as Will Turner and a terrifying new antagonist, which is Captain Salazar, played by Javier. Oh my Martin. god, say it um, one more time! Yeah, say it Yo, one more time, dude. We talked Javier Bardo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which is basically the storyline for this um, is uh, a down on his luck Captain Jack Sparrow finds the winds of ill fortune blowing even more strongly when deadly ghost pirates led by his old nemesis, the terrifying Captain Salazar, escape from the Devil's Triangle determined to kill every pirate at sea, including him. Captain Jack's only hope of survival lies in seeking out the legendary Trident of Poseidon, a powerful artifact that bestows upon this possessor total control over the seas. So Dang. we're getting a lot of can't rem- just find a, a lot of remnants. <laughs> go big or go home. Well, they're ghosts, oh, so shit. this isn't gonna work. Just like the first movie, we're kind of getting a lot of like the things that made the first movie so yeah. great: ghost pirates, or no, they weren't really ghosts. They were just more like they're they were they couldn't die, <laughs> yeah. but um. Immortal. Yeah, and they turned into but, skeletons uh, we're getting and that. that under the sea walk theme was, or a scene was good. Iconic. Yeah. Like, that was the one scene where I was just like, my mind was blown. Um, but, so yeah, we get, uh, we get Barbosa back. We're getting Orlando Bloom back. So all of those original fans from the original, 
uh, three movies. I'm really excited. Apparently, apparently, rumor has it also that Kira Knightley's coming back. Probably for a little. I don't know. Um, well, a lot of them are saying, too, that she might be, like, uh, Elizabeth Swan might be have passed away in this movie. I don't know. Um, no. So maybe, like, flashbacks or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I liked her. All though. rumored. She I was loved BA. Her. Um, yeah. So, obviously, the movie is titled after the main theme for the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Dead Men Tell No. Dead Men Tell No. <laughs> That was really awkward. <laughs> Keep it. <laughs> Don't ever let it go. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, so then Johnny Depp's coming back. We have Javier Bardem. I'm going to repeat that again. Alert, alert. Javier Bardem. As you know, me and Lohani have a thing for Javier Bardem. We love him. Um, uh, Mace Runner's Kaya Scaldelario. Scaldelario? Scaldelario? I'm butchering that name. Um... She's coming into the movie as well. I don't know who she's playing. Karina Smith. I don't know who that is. Um, but yeah, she is from the Maze Runner. She plays Teresa. Um, and I, I love her. I love her character <laughs> in Maze Runner. But um, yeah, so I'm excited uh, for this. This comes out May 26th, 2017. It's a summer movie. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm still trying to figure out how. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're gonna have the premiere at Disneyland. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm gonna get into Disneyland because I think my pass my pass is blocked out. But we'll see. We shall see. So yeah, pirates for me. I'm really. I'm really really excited about pirates. Yay! What's good? I'm. I'm glad that Johnny Depp is going back to what made him good. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, he's had so many other iconic I movies. I know, but, but he, he definitely... Like, him and Tim Burton aren't getting back he, together soon, so... <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> I I think this is what put him on the map for this generation, yeah. definitely. Um, everyone fell in love with him again, just like the older generation fell in love with him on... Um, oh, my gosh. What's the TV oh. show called? Oh, come on. Why isn't this happening? I know. I used to watch it. This is called Age People when you forget names and details. Ugh. Come on, No, Lohani. it's not happening. I, like, <laughs> Edward Scissor's hand is popping up. No, that's his other movie. His TV show. I know, uh, I'm saying. You guys are probably, they're probably screaming it at us as we're trying to figure out what it is. I can't. 21 Jump Street. Thank you. There's new movies out about it too. Holy crap! <laughs> what, didn't he show up in the latest one too? Because he hated. He, he showed up. He showed up in the. He showed up in the first he, one. Yeah, the first. He movie. hated that role. Apparently, that's why they're like he got. Um, spoiler alert! He killed. Got killed off in the movie because he hated that role. Just like Harrison Ford hated <laughs> Star Wars, and you're just like, I can't believe any of what you're saying because this literally jumpstarted your whole career. Yeah, 21 Jump Street definitely put him on the map for, you know, the older generation. But, um, yeah, so Jerry Bruckheimer is coming back for Pirates to produce, which I'm really excited about. I personally, um, I, well, one, I love Jerry Bruckheimer. I trust, I would trust him with my life. If he was making a movie of my <laughs> life, he would probably make it look way cooler than what it actually <laughs> is. Um, <laughs> but... 
uh, yeah, he's coming back from that one uh, for this one to produce for it. So I'm very excited about that. Okay. On to the next movie. All right. So just because they're all kind of in the same realm, I'm going to throw them all into a real quick group. So um, Justice okay. League, Lego Batman, Wonder Woman. Right? Yes, like, yes, they're all yes. together. I'm just going <laughs> to do it and mention them. Okay, so obviously Justice League, we're going to finally see the Justice League together after watching so many different Batman mm-hmm. movies. We had to deal with, um, what is it, Tim Burton's, like, nipple costume for Batman. We got the <laughs> wonderful... We had to deal with two Supermans, two failed Supermans before we got to go Oh, yeah, on. there was Brandon um, Roth's. And then Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. I feel like he's holding down the fort. I think just people were giving him a stupid way to play Superman. Because I like Boy Scout Superman. Mm-hmm. I like Happy Superman. The Christopher Reeve I like, Superman. I like Boy Scout Superman, Yeah, too. I don't like Dark yeah. Superman because that's scary. I, I play the game. I like Dark I like Dark Batman, Always love Dark Batman. Always. <laughs> I didn't. That's why Tim Burton's didn't work. It was, like, all weird. But I did like Poison Ivy. Like, I liked all the side characters. Yeah. I just didn't like him. I think, I think Tim Burton's Batman was more of, like, kind of like the original comic books. Because the Joker, definitely Tim Burton's Joker was more from the original comic books. Like, the the brotherly annoying, like, the little brother annoying type prank type of That's thing. That's Jack Nicholson's, um, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Jack Nicholson um, played a good Joker. I'm just kidding. He did, yeah. Not putting not yeah, putting for sure. down. I just, no, I want our audience like, to know was... we are not taking down Jack Nicholson. Because yeah, we all we, know about Jared Leto, guys. We all know to count our graces. <laughs> count your blessings, people. Bless, blessings, yeah. <laughs> like, we all know the bad part of that. Um, but my favorite scene with Jack Nicholson oh, was... Oh, poor Jared Leto. <laughs> no, he knew what he was doing. Every, I bet, like, people told him to stop, and he's like, no, it's great. And I'm like, oh, my God. But No, it just didn't work. Continue. Um, Just real quick, Jack Nicholson, my favorite scene, where he's on the parade, and he's like, let's hear it for the boys. And he's, like, killing people <laughs> is so iconic yeah. to me, because I'm like, that is the Joker. He's just... Yeah, he's, like, crazy, but, like, so free-spirited at the same time. As our youth so would happy. say, like, that ish is cray. <laughs> I'm so out of touch. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm still getting intact with this whole, uh, with that, that girl where she's like, how about take it outside? How about that? Oh, catch me outside. How about that? Yeah. Catch me outside. How about that? I'm still getting on that. I'm still getting a kick out of that. But anyways. Um, Oh God. We're so, we're trying to be so young and hip. Um, guys, we're, it's okay. (laughs) Let us be. Um, for, so, yeah, and then we had to deal with all of that, that craziness, and I'm like, finally, we're getting a Justice League. I don't trust this director, but I do trust most of the actors, if that makes sense. Oh, but the problem with that is, though, your actor's only as good as your director. I know, I know, but, like, Batman v Superman was, it was sucky, but I did like Ben Affleck as Batman. Oh yeah, I think Ben Affleck did great with what he was given. You can, and I you mean, can tell because you've seen him in other work. You know it's not him. Even he, yeah. Even he was sitting in oh, interviews yeah. where it's like, "Look, man, sometimes it just seemed like sometimes your boss micromanages you." 
When you know yeah. you can do his yeah. job. That's what I, the sense I got. Like, he's a director. Yeah. Why didn't he just do the Justice League? Yeah, I definitely think that, I well, the whole thing with just the Batman movie, or Batman vs. Superman, was that, we did talk about this, like how they were kind of, it felt like a lot of micromanaging was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, not only by the, I think not, not by the director, but by the studio. Yeah. Um, definitely a lot of the higher-ups probably had their hand in there, how the way they wanted it. Um, but I definitely, I definitely think Ben Affleck got too much crap for what he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he did great with what he had. Mm-hmm. With the, I mean, come on, with the script like that. Yeah. You gotta do your best. Um, and then... But... No, go ahead. Sorry. And then <laughs> I was gonna go on to the next one. Just because I rolled three in them. So Wonder Woman <laughs> <laughs> is going to be the... Yeah, I'm gonna go and head to say it. Like, the first real superhero film that centers around a woman that I think is going to be really good. Now, I say this understanding there was Catwoman. And it pains me because she, unfortunately, like, she is black. And it hurts to say that, like, you know what I mean? Like, you want it to do so well, but the movie just wasn't good because for me, I never really liked Catwoman. I thought she was too, um, too cliched. For some, now, are you talking about Halle? How are you talking about Halle Berry's Catwoman? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay. I th- so we also have Anne Hathaway too. Yeah, we do. But um, Catwoman was more of a solo film. Yeah, with yeah. Halle Berry, um, she was. Well, Catwoman was more of outside of this whole timeline that they're doing now. Yes, like I feel like she was before this whole. Uh, kind of like what Marvel's doing, you know, this whole DC timeline that we have now. Yeah, uh, definitely, a, definitely a standalone film. Um, yeah, but well, like I, mean, so I think this Anne is Hathaway the first too. real like superhero film that center that's a that's woman based, like centers around mm-hmm. a woman that we're going to get, especially for yeah. the dawn of all the superhero movies we've had of late. And I think they are going to do it justice. I'm excited about it. I don't think it's going to be amazing as everyone wants it to be. Of course. I think definitely DC has... DC's still trying to fix the kinks. Yeah. Well, DC's trying to to mimic what Marvel's done so well. Um, uh, I don't know what what Disney and what Marvel are doing to get it well, but... Well, um, they don't really raise the stakes. You kind of know what you're getting every time you go through. The hero falls a little, rises, um, trips up, wins. Well, I think they they learn to balance the dynamic between all the characters, because when you have such a large cast, you're going to have issues blending those characters, especially if you're not used to it. You're not going to have issues blending those characters, like who gets what screen time, who does what, who gets the big fight, like... All these things, whereas, I mean, uh, Warner Brothers just struggled with two main characters. Like, Batman and Superman, and they struggled. Like, whatever Marvel's doing to get all of those main, very strong-minded, very strong characters into one film and to make it so cohesive and streamlined and perfect. It's humor. something that, yeah, yeah, it really, and then humor. humor. It's just like, (laughs) yeah, like, they've they've learned to, they've learned to cap. It's like making the perfect pot of stew. 
You know, like they learned that all the seasonings, the right amount of seasonings, right measurements of everything. I think I think Warner Brothers Warner Brothers is still kind of struggling with that, which um, is so I'm weird because their TV shows are so good and it right their t- like. I love that the Justice so, League TV shows. Me. Maybe because we're watching <laughs> Batman and Superman over and over again. Where is my Martian well, Manhunter? Okay. Where is Hawk Girl? Like, where are the other characters that yeah. make it so good? Like Green Lantern. So that's what I'm kind of hopeful for Justice League. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I was really surprised. So when the Dark, so when Nolan's trilogy ended. Um, I had heard that they Warner Brothers had bought the rights for Batman or whatever, and I was like, "Oh, good! They're gonna they're gonna buy the right. They bought the rights for Batman for a few years. Like they're gonna let this trilogy sit and simmer with us and let us have it for a few years, you know, before someone else makes it." And then, like, I think it was that year, the year after that the that the last Nolan movie came out, that they were like, "Batman, Ben Affleck." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I was like. You didn't even give me a chance to, like, let the Nolan film sit in. Like, right. I think it was it was kind of like, what the heck? Um, but, you know, I think I'm excited. I'm ex- I think it's always fun and exciting to see something so iconic come to screen. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I definitely look forward to Justice League. I'm not going to get my hopes up at all. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely going to go into there, you know. Except for Aquaman. Um, I'm having all my hopes up there because I know he's going to be awesome. <laughs> Jason Momoa is Aquaman. <laughs> Sorry. Done. Jason Momoa is a god, or at least looks like a god. Like, that man is a, is, is a man. <laughs> I know, right? Like, if, if, <laughs> like history, if we were all wiped out and they only had, like, pictures to show that represented one thing, I would literally put Jason Momoa as man. This this is what man looked like. I would just have Jason Momoa, and that is it. I would. You know that reminds me of like that. Did you ever watch the Steve Carell Office? Um, I watched bits. I didn't watch the whole season or show. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm just not gonna go into it then, since you didn't see, because it won't be. Oh. <laughs> but no, I definitely agree with you. Like he is definitely the epitome of like what the gender man looks like. Yeah. Like, stereotypes um, but, of, like, all countries yeah, this, combined. Like, me- this is man. <laughs> like, if you were to get, like, a f- one Photoshop artist from every country in this world and put them into one room and tell them, like, Photoshop a man to represent the planet Earth, they would just pull up a picture of of him. <laughs> right? They're like, we don't need to draw anything. We already have it. <laughs> And they'd use him in his Aquaman costume, too. They're like, now humans look badass. They're going to be like, no one wants to invade here. Send this to the universe and tell them to bring up a man that's more manlier than this man. Right? It's, okay, we've gone too far on No, this. we haven't Anyways. gone far enough. Love him. No, I'm kidding. Um, and then my next um, part so is yes. Lego Batman. Okay. I am so excited for this movie. One, okay, I love all the Lego, like, video games. Like, me and my brother, like, we love them. We play them. We turn into five-year-olds when we do, and it's great. Um, But I am so excited for this one in particular because I love Batman. Um, But. Okay. uh, I love. (laughs) Go ahead. Sorry, I was like, for those of you who don't know. Um, so you guys know, heard, probably heard about the Lego movie, you know, that little indie film, and they decided to continue off of that and give Batman his own Lego movie, and this is how he deals with having a, uh, 
sidekick too. And the Joker, of course, is the um, kind of the big baddie, and he's trying to take um, take over Gotham. And the voice of Batman is Will Arnett, so you know it's going to be super funny. It comes out February 9th, so really close. Yep, coming soon. And they just, for a promo, they just released Gotham Cribs, MTV Cribs. Oh, yeah. And I, like, yeah. I like when I read that, I literally shut my eyes and just had a moment where I was crying and laughing because what did I expect? But any, I expect should have only expected this and only this because they're just having fun with it with Batman of how emo and gothy he is and all over the place and just having fun in it and I like it especially during these times I like that kind of humor also let's let's take a time to mention the cast for Lego Batman like we got Jenny Slate as Harley Quinn we got Will Arnett as Batman Bruce Wayne we got Ralph Fiennes as Alfred we got Rosario Dawson as Batgirl, Zach Galifianakis as the Joker, Michael Sarah as Robin, Mariah Carey as Mayor McCaskill. Like, we have such a good cast. I'm mostly looking forward to just hearing Zach Galifianakis' voice come out of the Joker <laughs> Lego man. Like, it's just, just something to live for. But, like, yeah, it's it's going to be it's gonna be a good movie. I already know. Like, you know, like, this is one of those movies where I know, like, I can get my hopes up and know that they'll be fulfilled. <laughs> Like I don't have to. I don't have to go in with walls and barriers around my heart, my little film nerd heart. You've been victimized like, I can by just DC. Go <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I know I could go into this and be like, oh, like I'm no matter what, I'm gonna love it. Like either way, um, yeah. So Lego Batman, <laughs> Batman movie. Um, so there. I mean, another movie for me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I have so many. I want. I want to see them all this year. Okay, Dunkirk. Because we can't go. The Nolan, daughters of Nolan cannot get once. through this. <laughs> cannot get through this podcast without mentioning mentioning Nolan's new movie, Dunkirk, um, which is basically uh, about a group of soldiers mm-hmm. um, stranded in France must make their way to the shores of Dunkirk in hopes of rescue. Um, this is during World War Two. So, <laughs> Nolan making a World War II movie is just the epitome of, of amazing. I've been waiting for him to make a movie like this for a while. Um, something more along the realistic ends of things. Uh, because he does a lot of movies, you know, more like sci- sci-fi movies. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, so this is going to be interesting. And for all you boy band fanatics, Harry Styles from One Direction is going to be in this movie. And I honestly believe that this is going to prove my theory that with a good director, anyone can be an actor. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I'm even so worried sorry. about, I'm not even worried about Harry Styles. Like, if you're directed by Christopher Nolan, you're going to be somewhat good. Like, it's just a matter of directing someone, right? Like, uh, how hard can it be? I think the what? Academy <laughs> would like to disagree. All of those who are in the best actor category, best actress, supporting. <laughs> no, I think he's going to do just fine. Watch. You guys all watch and see. Like, No, I think Harry Styles, you know, yeah. will, I think he'll do okay. I don't think they're going to put him in a, as he'll... a main role. Um, be- no, no, yeah. no, no, yeah. I just want to see that he can go from being in a freaking boy band to being 
a decent actor. Yeah. Like, um, we don't know. Maybe yeah, he could I, be the next Justin Timberlake. You don't know. Like, that's the thing. I think everyone has potential if under the right direction and support, supervision, and yeah, so, yeah, like an education. Um, that if you have a good script, if you have a good production, like I personally think that you know things can look up. But and that's coming out so, in yes, July. Dun- yeah, that we have to wait a few months for that. But um, still, Christopher Nolan, still a good movie. Uh, um, Tom Hardy's in it. <laughs> Just throw that out there. Tom Hardy's in it. Um, um, Tom Hardy, who has everybody's heart, and it's just a damn fun actor. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Um, also, I'm just... I'm... Okay, oh, so many movies. You can go on to your next one. Oh, movie. I just wanted to mention this also has Cillian Murphy. I don't know if anyone watches Peaky Blinders. I really enjoy that show. And, uh... Or any of the Nolan Batman movies. He was in that too, as Scarecrow. Yeah, as Scarecrow. Like, he, he's in... And also in Inception. He's, uh... I like to call the people who frequent oh, yeah. Nolan movies Nolaners. That's, um... Michael Caine, mm-hmm. I think, Morgan Freeman, Tom Hardy, Cillian Murphy. They're just... You'll frequently find him. He likes working with the same kind of people. Kind of like how you see Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are in movies together. They probably have like this Johnny Depp, Tim Burton, Helena Bonham Carter. It's like the Helen Bonham Carter, yeah. Yeah, Helena Bonham Carter. I know. I'm like, did I say that right? (laughs) It's. I think it's Helena Bonham Carter. And um, it's Um, it's the it's uh, Bellatrix Lestrange from Harry Potter. You're you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna let you say that. I remembered that, but um, this. So yeah, just hmm? let me see. I have other ones. I have other ones. This is gonna be. I'm just gonna go through the. What's? I think this will be my last one, depending on which one you have. Um. Well, I was just gonna name off something. Some things off the list, just to throw them out there, not necessarily dive. Oh, into okay, them. cool. Um. But uh, go ahead and do yours if you want. If you have more of a. All right. I. J- when you want to I just about. have two more. Um, train spotting, two. Never heard of it. What? I'm sorry. Are you joking? Train spotting? Yes. No, I've never heard of it. What? I I'm sorry. I got through four years of film school. I've never heard of this movie. Train spotting with you and McGregor. It's his like big film. It's an, a Scottish film that, like, put him on the map. I... Oh, my God. I mean... Laura. I'm sorry. <laughs> Laura. <laughs> oh, my God. She sounds like my niece. Laura. 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 I, I don't, I don't well, know where to go from here. I'm having... Well, you can... Tell me what it's about so maybe I can watch it and then next time I'll be like, oh yeah, I've seen that. Okay. Train spotting. Train spotting. Well, I'm talking about train spotting too. <laughs> They're coming out this year. The okay. original one is train spotting. It has Ewan McGregor. He plays Mark Renton. He's, um, this is like a young Ewan McGregor and he has like, He's 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 a druggie. He doesn't have that many prospects or ambitions, but um, he narrates the whole entire. He like narrates the movie, and it's through him and his friends, and they're, they're all like addicted to drugs, and um, financing. They have like financing, um, like drug dealers, that kind of stuff. Um, his two best friends are like sick boy. I think he's played by Johnny Lee Miller. 
let's see. And Sp- Spud, who's played by Ewan Bremner. And um, Rob, I don't know if you've seen Once Upon a Time, but the guy who plays um, Rumpelstiltskin, Robert Carlyle is in it, Begbie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so it's just like the things that they go through and it's, I don't. Now, when did this movie come out? Is there a big year gap between one and two? It sounds like it is. Yeah, yeah, there, it really okay. is. I'm trying to remember. Uh, 1996. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's, so 11 years. It's a little film from Glasgow. Um, I told... No, 21 years. Dang. Yeah, their anniversary was last year. I remember that at the we were talking about at the festival, but um, it was... I think it got popular from... It was popular from a novel, um, and then it got turned into uh, a movie, and it, it played really well in, I think, film festivals, and it got notoriety in the movie theaters um, all over the world. So, um, yeah, the the second one is going to be coming out this year, and it's going to kind of follow to where they are now. And it's just like they're just, I don't even how to describe it, like an Amer- there's an American equivalent, but it's just... It's just really good. And the speech that they have, there's a really nice monologue in it. And it, it's, oh God, I just, I'm just so flabbergasted that you haven't seen it, that I just don't know how to describe it. I'm sorry. Sometimes, you know, things just slip under and and you just don't know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, anyways, um. For those of you who have seen Train Spotting and want to uh, ask Laura why the hell she hasn't seen it as a film student, <laughs> go ahead. Her Twitter handle oh. is Laura, what, Jedi Knight? L Jedi Knight. L Jedi Knight. Yeah, go harass her on Twitter. Be like, what? Have you, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet? Because I know what I'm doing my <laughs> Saturday night. And um, um, I'm sleeping Saturday night. I'm right. I didn't expect to go that thorough. And then my last one is Kingsman, the second one. Oh yeah, Kingsman too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that first. Oh one. my god, you can't come back from this, okay? <laughs> um, I don't know why. I really like the first one. I didn't think I was going to expect to like the first one. I just watched it because Colin Firth is my older man crush. I would. If he, like, showed up to my place right now and just, like, let's go. I'm, like, yeah, let me just get shoes. And I'm wearing, like, <laughs> full-on pajamas. Like a flash shirt right now. Um, So, <laughs> Kingsman 2 is going to star Taron uh, Egerton, Channing Tatum, Julianne Moore. Um, I like Julianne Moore. And, um... Chad and Tatum's my guy. <laughs> Halle Berry, Mark Strong, Pedro Pascal, for those of you who don't know who that is. He's from um, Narcos. Netflix is Narcos. And uh, he played uh, the Viper on Game of Thrones. He was everyone's crush and literally got crushed. So, yeah, oh. it was. I was pretty pissed. He was my sexual awakening. <laughs> <laughs> At the ripe age of 25. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Oh my god. 
I feel like this is a personal discussion that we need to have after. Um, no, it was just, it was really funny because I would talk to people about Game of Thrones and I was like, what about the Viper? And they're like, I love him. Because he was just like that free love and hippie kind of guy. But he was mm-hmm. really good at fighting and he talked really um, eloquently. He wasn't like just some playboy that they usually put in that kind of role. So it was really kind of refreshing yeah. to know that he was smart and um, well trained. But unfortunately, he died because he was too cocky. Um, and Jeff Bridges. So this is just... Um, the premise of it is, like, Eggsy and Merlin, two British spies, travel to the United States to join forces with their American counterparts. I really don't know much else with about that, but I feel, I think Colin Firth is going to show up in this film, which is confusing because, um, well, if you have, haven't watched the first one, I won't say, but if you, if you watch the first one, then you know, and I feel like I just kind of gave it away right now. <laughs> because <laughs> i'm very good at spoilers um it is from director matthew vaughn so you excuse me you kind of know what you're getting into is kind of like an action thriller type thing and don't expect um you know things how do i say it, it to not be like a man's movie but because colin yeah because of how they shot some of the scenes it was really um thoughtful and creative for the action scenes it wasn't like everything's exploding kind of like american films it was also it Mm -hmm. also brought like very nice british dialogue to the whole spy scene and it kind of spoke to like the james bond feel without it being a james bond film so i liked it right yeah yeah i definitely liked the first one um i saw it here i don't see it in theaters i saw it at home um i definitely well, Colin Firth. I mean, you can't go wrong with Colin Firth. Like in anything, I I feel. Personally. King's speech was so um, good. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, yeah. So I'm just gonna go down a list here of just tell you like how many good movies are coming out this <laughs> Three year. Three years later. Just, <laughs> so we have Jumanji coming out with Dr- uh, Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. Excited. We have King Arthur coming out um, with Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam. I think it's Hunnam. Wow, we can't pronounce anything. We can't. We were learning that we yeah. can't. Um, <laughs> Baywatch with uh, Dwayne Johnson and Zac Efron. Um, we have The Mummy, the new mummy revamp uh, with Tom Cruise. Um, Transformers, The Last Night with Mark Wahlberg and Josh mm-hmm. Duhamel. Um, an untitled Cloverfield anthology movie. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> We'll see about that. Um, <laughs> so much um, shade. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Fate of the Furious, which is the next uh, the next installment of the Fast and Furious world. Um, let's see. Guardians? Did you mention Guardians? I'm getting there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm Guardians, that person. Guardians the Galaxy. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2, um, Kong Skull Island, Power Rangers. I don't know how we didn't talk about that. I feel um, kind of lame Blade that we know. Let's talk about Power Rangers. I'm excited. Let's, should we? Okay. Yeah, Power Rangers with Elizabeth Banks, uh, DeCray Montgomery, mm-hmm. Naomi Scott, Becky G, RJ Seiler, Ludi Lynn, Brian, Cran- Brian Cranston, yes, and <laughs> Bill Hader. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, people, we're getting a Power Rangers movie, which I think has been a long time coming. Um, I watched Power Rangers growing up. I was always the Yellow Ranger because my sister got to be the Pink Ranger. So, you know, you know how it is. <laughs> Older sister stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I personally, I'm very excited. I think because we haven't seen something like this ever. Um, <laughs> ever? <laughs> Like, we haven't seen, you know, there's been no movies about Power Rangers, you know. There's been TV shows and I such. think it's just going to be fun, because that's what the original Power Rangers was. I mean, explosions happened, like, two feet away, and they, some, they like, fly 80 feet. Like, how, if you're, like, why is there <laughs> hit a, Power hit Rangers? A stone, hit was, a stone wall. Yeah. They're still alive. Yeah, yeah, and I think if you're going into a Power Rangers movie expecting um, something in the status of X-Men or... Uh, cinematic geniusness look out yeah this is purely (laughs) entertainment and that's what yeah and i I, love that i love it for that because that's what it was for kids and i think making it into a movie they're still gonna i definitely i definitely think it's gonna i definitely think it's here purely to entertain not only old fans but new fans Um, yeah definitely some nostalgia oh my gosh i cannot wait i'm gonna feel like i'm eight years old again it's gonna be great (laughs) Um, so yeah, Power Rangers comes out March 24th, so soon, next month. Um, we have Blade Runner 2049 with Ryan Gosling, which I'm really excited about. Um, John Wick, Chapter 2, War for Planet of the Apes, Alien Covenant, um, Thor, Rag, I can never say this. Oh, I call it Thor Fraggle Rock. (laughs) Because no one needs another Thor movie. I don't need another Apparently Thor we movie, do. Laura. This is November 3rd, so we have quite a ways for that. Spider-Man Homecoming, um, Logan, uh, Wonder Woman, we talked about mm-hmm. that. Talked about Justice League, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and the big one that everyone is waiting for. I am, every breath that goes by is just torture because I cannot wait for Star Wars Episode 8. The the Last Jedi. All nerds rejoice. Put your lightsaber to the air. Yes, so we have Star Wars Episode 8. Man, I'm so tired from work. I'm saying everything. Oh my god. Yeah, so we have we have a name for the movie now. It's called The Last Jedi. Um and yes, that comes out December 15th, mm-hmm. 2017 with Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Adam Driver, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Gwendolyn Christie. Um yeah, Andy Serkins, Lupita Nyong, uh Laura Dern, Billy Lord. Uh I can't even say that name. Peter Mayhew, um, Benicio Del Toro, Warwick Davis, Anthony Daniels. A lot of the old cast, a lot of new faces, a lot of familiar names. So it's going to be... And a legend. um, Carrie Fisher, RIP. Yeah. Yeah, definitely excited to see um, her role in this. Uh, And definitely excited and curious to see how they're going to close up her Mm -hmm. storyline. But this is also directed by Ryan Johnson. Um... Uh, so it's a different director than than the last one, as, as you guys know. J.J. Abrams did um, the last Star Wars movie, yeah. um, not Rogue One, uh, Force Awakens. 
So yeah, that is our year. There's a lot of things coming out. A lot. Uh, so pace yourselves and uh, <laughs> try not to go. I don't know, right? Um, but, you know, um, get your head above water for a bit. <laughs> look at reality. Know yeah. that you're not in some random battle that has been thrust upon you from outside forces, because that seems like to be the theme this year. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a great year. I think 2017. 2017 is gonna be a good year for for movies and TV. And, yeah, I think that concludes this one. Lohani, another one in the books. I'll just uh, check that off <laughs> on this. <laughs> I literally checked off the air. <laughs> um, yeah, so we look forward to seeing you guys in our next podcast, which I believe is going to be about movie premieres. Yeah, we're going to let you know how to go to a one. Fangirl style. And this comes from... This comes from ten years of ten years of experience on my part. Um, <laughs> this comes from randomly can, meeting famous people for random reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh we have there's reasons to listen to us, guys. We may not be professionals, but we're definitely we have wisdom in things that probably don't matter to most. Um, we're just like you. <laughs> we really are. Um. So yeah, we hope you guys have an awesome. Awesome February. Happy Valentine's Day. Show someone you love that you care. Buy them candy. Show anyone that you care by buying. You can buy us candy and we'll be like, oh, they love us. Yeah, yeah. We'll, um, we'll definitely give you an address. Uh, tweet us out. We'll give you a P.O. Oh, box. No. We love, I love C's, I love C's candy. I love Reese's. Starburst. Lohani likes. Starburst yeah. and Skittles. Do you really? That's so, that's so cute. I, what? <laughs> the denoted cute candy? <laughs> yeah. Taste the rainbow. I can see Lohani's head blowing up with different colors. Oh my god. <laughs> At this age, I should have said Godiva. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I said Seeds Candy. That's sophisticated, I know, right? Lohani. Come and on. I should have. And then I like came out the bat. Yeah, Starburst. Oh my god, grow up. Um, actually, you know what? I really like only the darkest of chocolates from Switzerland. You're welcome. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So yes. Happy Valentine's Day from your crew at the Nerd Mix, me and Lohani. Um, for everyone that's followed us on Twitter and here, we definitely appreciate you guys listening and your support. And we love doing this for you guys. It's something fun to do for us to do. And we love talking about yeah. it. Yes. Right? Make sure you follow yeah. us on Twitter and Instagram. And we're on Facebook too, um, at the Nerd Mix. Mm-hmm. And uh, tweet it, tweet us what your most excited for for 2017 in regards to tv and movies please no trolls yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) we ain't about that life right now (laughs) we really aren't (laughs) so be nice to each other um and uh yeah we'll see you guys next time